tra, tra, dale hasta abajo, tra, tra, dale hasta abajo, tra, tra, dale hasta abajo, ayeteo, sobeteo, bellaqueo, tra, 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 dale hasta abajo, tra, tra, dale hasta abajo, tra, tra, dale hasta abajo, ayeteo, sobeteo, bellaqueo, tra, Bienvenidos a Radio Menea, I'm Vero Valleti Flores. And I'm Miriam Sola Perez, and we are two Latinx friends with wildly different music tastes. Each week we bring you music from the Latinx artists that we love, and this week we have an amazing interview with an artist that we love, Tomasa del Real. Yes, you got to do this interview earlier this summer, yeah, when she was in town? Yeah, she was in town for a show, and so I decided to take the opportunity to sit down for a little bit and chat with her about her new album. This al this song that we're hearing right now, it's called Perrea Conmigo, and it's one of a few songs she did with DJ Blas, and this song also features Michael Superstar and El Licenciado. And uh, yeah, I wanted to sit down with her and ask her about where she's at in her career. She's on her third album now, and in a really different place than when we brought her first to the show like mm -hmm. years ago now yeah she was like a episode number four pick of yours so really really early on should we take another um listen to this perrea conmigo song yeah let's do it <laughs> When did her album come out, you know? Her album came out earlier this year in 2019. It was just like right on time for summer. So this wasn't your first time interviewing her, right? You've done this before? Yeah, I have. I interviewed her for a piece in Rolling Stone. I want to say maybe last summer or two summers ago. Um, so I had talked to her before and it was nice to catch up with her again and you know for those of you who don't know who Tomasa del Real is she's uh, Chilena she used to be a tattoo artist and um, you know she really sort of started this trend of like neo perreo she started to call her music neo perreo and now you know if you're paying attention there's a ton of artists who like under that banner are doing like sort of like this like weird different kinds of reggaeton and mm -hmm. um you know we'll talk a little bit more later on about where that's at right now and right. 
um, our various feelings about it, but um, right. it's 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 like an uh, an amazing contribution to like the current like underground um, urbano scene. And when you interviewed her last time, was it also in person? Yes, it was. Yeah. Do you ever get nervous? You you've gotten to interview like a good amount of the artists that you like and follow. Like, does it ever make you nervous to talk to them or meet them? No, no, I'm not ever really nervous just because I think that like most of the time probably like they're nervous. I don't know. I'm not starstruck very easily. No. Um, but like sometimes, <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm, I am, I feel like I'm shy when I don't have like a specific reason that I should be talking to somebody. But like, if I'm like supposed to be interviewed, if there's like a specific role, mm-hmm. then like, I'm not really shy right. about it at all. So, like, when you saw Los Fracas at, like, a party and didn't say hello, <laughs> if you were interviewing Right, them, right. Like, I was, like, at a party this summer and Tiny was next to me and right. I was, like, ah, you know. <laughs> right. But if you were interviewing Tiny, you'd be, like, whatever, I'm here to interview I you. would be okay. totally fine. Exactly. That. I've interviewed a lot of people over the years also, but more, like, activists, like, writers and, like, activist folks, you know, some of whom are like big deals, like Adrian Marie Brown and folks like that. But I have not done a lot of musician interviews. And I think I would be a little starstruck. I mean, we've done a couple together, mm. but, um, but they're oftentimes people that you follow more closely than I do. So. All right. So let's get into this interview. Just so y'all know, it's in Spanish. So um, hopefully that's cool with y'all. Let's get into it. Bueno, ya veo que el neoperreo está como más establecido, ¿no? Lo tienes que hablar contigo, se está, o sea, había mucho como noise y mucho excitement sobre sí. el neoperreo, pero, o sea, todavía se sentía como algo nuevo y ya se está estableciendo, ya hay uh-huh. tanta gente, o sea, por sí. todo el mundo, que bueno, debe, debe ser un orgullo total, me uh-huh. imagino, pero, no sé, quiero, quiero saber qué te parece eso, o sea, cómo te parece estar trabajando en, en neoperreo, o sea, elaborando eso, uh-huh. ahora que se está estableciendo un poco más y qué le ves al futuro. Eh, bueno, que creo que neoperreo, la palabra o el concepto, empresa, todo se dio de manera súper natural. No fue como un plan de mi vida que yo quería uh, hacer de mi vida esto, pero me pasó y lo agarré y dije, ok, vamos a dar cara y lo empezamos a hacer. Y de hecho, en, en los últimos seis meses, la, uh-huh. el, tanto el nombre como un subgénero eh, sí. y también como, como empresa independiente ha crecido un montón. Sí, sí. Eh, hemos tocado, nos hemos pasado de, de ser super underground a estar en festivales, uh-huh, a estar uh-huh. viajando por el mundo. No solo yo, que era lo que lo que yo decía al principio, que, que lo que yo quería contar con esto es que si es que a alguien le gusta mi música, tiene que conocer a los otros que quizás claro. no han tenido la oportunidad de ser tan conocidos. Sí. Eh, pero estamos en el mismo rango y eso el, el día de hoy está pasando, uh-huh. de que ya se desligó el como el peso del género sobre mí, sino que ya se entiende que está en toda esta rama sí, de personajes, sí, sí. esta estética, y lo usamos uh-huh. un montón de gente, y ya es global. Sí, sí, eso, la última vez que te hablé, estábamos hablando de lo colaborativo, que, uh-huh. o sea, que de, un, de una vez, o sea, la gente empezó a usar el hashtag, y bueno, ponle sí. tu eso, ponle tu eso, o sea, es de todo. Ajá. Y me pareció muy bonito. Sí. Para el futuro, ¿cómo lo ves creciendo? ¿Cómo lo ves eh, volviendo no sé eh, bueno el crecimiento que ha tenido aparte de haber viajado y haber tocado uh-huh. en diferentes lugares ahora estamos haciendo fiestas sí. alrededor de todo el mundo eh, inaugurando ciclos que son locales donde van a hacer fiestas de neoperreo toda la semana uh-huh. en México en Chile 
en Argentina, wow. eh, en Los Ángeles, ojalá mm. pronto en Europa también. Qué bien. Eh, estamos hablando, <ríe> a ver si sale. Sí, sí. Eh, pero lo más probable es que sí sea. Eh, y por ejemplo en Chile eh, ya varias otras ciudades que son ciudades pequeñas también están usando eh, la marca para hacer sus propios eventos y, y tratar de como abrazar a estos artistas y decir, ok, eres DJ, eres cantante, bueno, no importa si no podéis viajar a Nueva York, aquí hay un spot donde tú puedes tocar, este Ajá. es tu lugar, te van a entender aquí. Claro. Y eso, eso yo creo que va a seguir creciendo, como siento que ese es más o menos el camino, de encontrar lugares donde los artistas puedan exponerse y claro. donde los consumidores de esta música puedan verlos en vivo, porque eso sí, es lo más rico, sí, verlos lo en vivo. Uh -huh. Sí, así es. Is she really kind of credited with being the one to um, start Neo Perreo? Is that like... Yeah, yeah. She just cool. like made it up one day in an interview. Like it wasn't even like really thoroughly thought out. Yeah. So one question I'm thinking about with like Perreo, like to me Perreo is like a dance. I think of Perreo is like the dancing that you do. Is Perreo actually like a musical element? No, I mean she, they, I mean, she coined Neo Perreo as a genre is a musical genre so like now it is but it's like yeah it's like the it's the you know music that you can perre out to i think is like the reason why she coined it that way you know because it. it's like the dancing to it is an important part um to her got it you know i think that neo perreo is in a really interesting place i was just um discussing this the other day with eduardo remesca um you know i even though i don't feel like tomasa herself ever does this i feel like there's like a interesting dynamic where i'm starting to feel like people who other people who are taking on this like neo perreo banner are like nosotros no somos de los de esos mm. you know reggaetoneros you know like yeah. i can't quite put my finger on it right. but i just like feel like some of these like neo perreo adjacent folks are on some shit that i don't quite like and i'm not you know it's Tomasa del Real never. She's never given me that vibe, and she's always like been really like upfront about who her influences are and who she would like to work with, and like it's never. She's never like above like a mainstream quote right. unquote or lo que sea. But I think that like it's bigger than her now, right? Like Neo Perreo is bigger than her, and um, you know it's some of what she talks about here, and it, so it's not a comment on her at all, but like more like un feeling que me da, and I'm just I don't know, mm -hmm. no sé. Mm -hmm. And is Neo Perreo sort of seen as like more alternative or more edgy or more yeah, like weird sure, or different, right? Sure. So that, I think that's where it can kind of get into this like different is better, right? Like like mainstream yeah, is, yeah. is not cool, is too cool, you know, or mainstream isn't cool and like we're cooler because we're doing something edgy and different and we're not like those pop stars or something, you know? Which, yeah, I agree. Right, she but doesn't it's give also, off that vibe. Yeah, no, she doesn't. But like it's also I think that like there's like a, like a race and class yeah. element there yeah. that like yep. – is running through all of that that makes it iffy for me. Because, like, yeah. I mean, whatever. Every subculture is, like, we're the shit, you're not the shit. Like, that's right. fine. <laughs> you know, it's not my favorite, but, no. like, whatever. Yeah. But, like, it's more of, like, the race and class yeah. shit that's, like, sort of interspersed with right. that and, like, the history of reggaeton that, like, right. makes me be, like, mm, yeah. not so sure about that. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm assuming because she's a Chilena doing reggaeton, you know, doing something that's sort of, like, inspired by or in response to reggaeton which is very much obviously has roots in the caribbean although also like in panama and but not in chile necessarily right 
Yeah, yeah. And like I said, like, Domasa has never actually given me that feeling. She's always felt, like, super fucking respectful yeah. of, like, the roots, yeah. de donde viene, like, and it's always like, you know, yes, I would love to collaborate with those guys, you know, like, she's mm-hmm. never been, like, yeah. she herself, like, has always been great. But I think that, like, you know, in this interview, she said, you know, like, now it's like, uh, el peso de este género no está en mí, you know, it's mm-hmm. like much bigger than her now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And Which in so many ways is amazing, and right. in some ways it's just like, hmm, where's this going? Right. It's tough because she doesn't have as much control over how people use it or the way they interpret it. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, like there's a ton of emerging talents that are taking on, um, you know, the mantle. And I asked her about who are some folks that you think are, are the people that are up next? Tercera entrevista que hablo de la misma persona, que es un chileno, <risa> eh, se llama Kid Lucifer. Ok. Eh, él canta, bueno, está, es urbano, canta desde sí. de, de, el trapa reggaetón. Yeah. Y yo hace poco hice una canción con él que va a salir pronto. Ay, qué chévere. Eh, que es lo que más me entusiasma ahora último, es muy fresco. Uh-huh. Eh, es un sonido muy nuevo, o sea, dejo invitada a la gente para que lo vea porque no le puedo contar cómo claro, suena. Claro, claro. Pero, pero sí les dejo la invitación a que, a que recorran eso, que es algo, lo mismo, algo que en algún, yo creo que hoy es súper underground, pero que el día de mañana... Ojalá sea hasta mil veces más grande que yo porque creo que la gente se lo está perdiendo. Sí, sí, se lo va a surgir. Sí. Chévere. Y Lucifer. Esa perra quiere hablar, esa perra quiere hablar. Yo diría que nada, yo diría que nada. Tengo cicatrices porque me gusta el arma. Desde que yo era un cabrón chico, hasta mi no me vas a hablar de eso. Ellos me disparan, tiran más pelas que balas. Pero a mí eso cero daño porque yo siempre salió ileso. That was Naruto by Kid Lucifer, who is the artist that um, Tomasa recommended in that clip. Yeah, I was trying to like look up a little bit about him, and then I, for a minute, was looking at totally the wrong artist, which is Kid Lucifer without the L. It's like a garage punk band right. in it's Canada. Like a band. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, this isn't right. Yeah. This isn't right. I also landed on yes, it. Yes. <laughs> I was like, mm, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Um, yeah, he's he seems like pretty, definitely not as like well known. Like has a has a following, but a smaller following. And I really appreciate it when artists, especially who have like made it pretty big, are still really paying attention. You know, and like she easily was able to answer your question and bring up this artist, and she's like, "Oh, this is the third time I've talked about him." You know, like she's really, um, yeah, yeah, and him she's attention. 
the whole time that she's been, um, you know, I've, like I said, I've talked to her several times. She's always been like so big about like reaching down and like, you know, like no agarrar la escalera después que sube un paso, mm -hmm. you know, like she just like reaches and like brings people up with yeah. her and she's just like always been super conscious of that. And I think it's so yeah. cool. I really appreciate that. What did you think of this track? Did you know this artist? I didn't know this artist. I didn't know this artist. So Tomasa introduced me to this artist too. And I liked it. I mean, it's like super fucking weird, mm -hmm. really cool. I think it's really interesting what they're doing. Yeah, definitely more your speed than mine. <laughs> he, <laughs> For sure. He like, in his Instagram bio, he has the word clonaze punk. <laughs> and I don't know if that's meant to be like a description of his music or what? Have you ever heard that no, term? I have no idea what the shit, what the fuck that is. Yeah. So can't I'm like, stop it. I'm like that... clonazepam. Yeah. yeah. It's like an anxiety yeah, exactly. medication. Yeah. I feel like that's what it makes me think. It's probably, it's gotta be a rec reference. <laughs> right. I think people are just like doing, you know, living their lives, doing the, doing the thing. Yep. Choosing names for their genres, being expansive. Yep. I support it. So one of the things I think is interesting is, you know, the, the things that you tend to focus on when you're interviewing artists and the things that you're particularly interested in and talking to them about. And one of those is often the creative process behind the music and also um, kind of what goes into the production. Quería también preguntarte un poco sobre cómo ha evolucionado tu proceso creativo. O sea, como dijiste, ya vas en el tercer álbum, ya, sí. eh, ya tienes como la práctica, ya sí. le agarras, me imagino que mm -hmm. tendrás tus rituales, tus mm -hmm. cosas. O sea, cómo, cómo ha evolucionado eso, cómo... ¿Cómo llegas tú? No sé si te llega primero un beat o ya tienes productores en mente que ya sabes que quieres trabajar con ellos o en, cómo, Bueno, cómo... en general no trabajo con cualquier productor, solo con gente que son amigos o sí. que les tengo cariño. Uh -huh. Esa es mi regla para, <risa> para producir con alguien, sí, es que yo sí. le tenga cariño porque, bueno, la música, lo, los derechos que tiene el productor son iguales a sí, los que tiene el cantante. Claro, claro. Entonces el día de mañana si yo quiero, no sé, licenciar una canciones, una película y ganar plata o lo que sea, quiero que un amigo se gane esa plata. Claro, claro. Entonces soy súper selectiva con los productores. Eso por una parte. Ajá. Por otra parte, eh, la manera en que hago música es la misma del principio. No tengo nada escrito, llevo al estudio y me meto, me meto ahí a decir cualquier cosa. Lo que Ajá. se me ocurre en el momento. <risa> es lo mismo siempre, siento que sí. me ha funcionado y que es lo más fresh. Pero uh, sí ha cambiado la manera en cómo grababa. Que en algún momento yo estaba grabada desde el celu o en mi casa, claro. en el compu. Y el día de hoy puedo grabar en estudios bacanes, que uh -huh. es gente que me tiene fe, que me dice, ok, mira, este estudio está bueno. Ahora grabé unas canciones en, eh, con G-Flow, que es un chileno, acá en, en el Times Square. No me acuerdo el nombre del estudio, uh -huh. pero un estudio así muy grande, muy poderoso, como que graba ahí Beyoncé. Ese corte sí, de gente. Sí. Eh, entonces la calidad del sonido ha ido, ha ido evolucionando. Claro. No, no tanto el contenido en sí, sino sí. que, eh, por ejemplo, antes una canción mía que era underground, quizás en un party la pones muy fuerte y se rompe el sonido. Sí, sí. Porque es muy, está muy crudo. Uh -huh. Ahora yo puedo cantar una canción, aunque esté diciendo lo mismo que antes, uh -huh. pero le puedo subir todo en una disco o un DJ lo puede poner en un festival y suena a la misma calidad que suena, no sé, Bad Bunny. Claro. No, tengo, no tenemos ninguna diferencia con ello, entonces siento que hoy día... Eh, todo este género avanzó mucho porque nos, no, nos como que aprendimos a hacerlo. Sí, sí, un poco la, no tanto el, 
el sonido en sí, sino la calidad de, 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 la, de lo la que grabación. Le, la calidad de, de la grabación o, o las melodías o cosas que uno va aprendiendo que nosotros llegamos del ignorante a la música. Uh -huh. Entonces, claro, en el camino uno va aprendiendo y así va mejorando. Siento claro. que un poco ese, ese ha sido el camino de mis tres discos que viene desde el Do It Yourself Sí, Ahora sí, grabando en Nueva York. Ah. Sí, con productor, con sound engineers y la gente. Sí. Ah, está bien. Sí, sí. Eh, y eh, qué te iba a preguntar, a ver. Eh, y de productores que, o sea, no sé, dream producers, una gente que, que te encantaría trabajar con ella, que a lo mejor no es alguien que le tengas uh. cariño ahorita, pero que le admires el trabajo, que tienes a mucho ver. tiempo, que ha sido una inspiración, no sé. Ay, qué difícil, dream producer. Uh, es que todos mis dream producers trabajo con ellos. <risa> Ay, qué chévere, qué sí, lindo. Sí, de hecho, um, el último que estoy trabajando uh -huh. se llama Nobru, también uh -huh. chileno, tiene 17 años. Wow. Y las últimas dos canciones que son featuring, que no puedo decir con quiénes son todavía, uh -huh. pero que son featuring importantes, uh -huh. eh, los grabé con él. Qué bien, y sí. te ha ido bien y... Uh, es que la gente joven es el futuro. Sí, Para claro. mí, entonces... Como que para mí soñar con trabajar con alguien es, es como alguien que me gusta mucho. No me importa claro. si lo conocen o no. Uh -huh. Sí, está bien. Y bueno, debe ser una oportunidad también demasiado chévere para una persona, un chamo de 17 años, que, que wow, claro. que poder tener esa oportunidad y, y, y crecer así también de esa manera, ¿no? Ajá. Sí, sí, porque lo normal es que todo está súper selecto a ciertos grupos... Eh, privilegiados uh -huh. dentro de la música por los años, por las trayectorias, etcétera, que está bien porque te ganaste claro, tu lugar, claro, claro. pero uh, yo como artista nuevo uh -huh. eh, siempre estoy buscando lo nuevo. Sí, claro. eh, en, le respeto todo a todo el mainstream, le respeto, me encanta todo claro. lo que es y lo que significa, pero siento que desde mi palestra eh, quiero mostrar lo que a mí me gusta. Uh -huh. Y, y lo que ya conozco no me gusta, me gustan las cosas nuevas, como sí, comprar sí, ropa sí. nueva. Sí, <laughs> claro. So yeah, you know, we, I mean, I feel like this comes up a lot on our show in terms of who the producers are, and you often are like paying more attention to that as well. Um, but I actually realized I don't really know like what the role of a producer is. Like, what is it? How do they influence um, the way that a track is developed? Yeah, a producer just like makes the beat. They're like the person who fucking does it, who makes the beat happen. They build it wow. from like, if you think about, you know. Um, you know, a Tomás del Real song, right? You think of like every single element that's underneath. There's like the bass and then there's maybe like a melody and right. then there's maybe like a siren like at a specific moment and maybe like... <laughs> An air horn. You know, like there's like a, you, like every single element and where it goes and how it goes and how it builds up and, you know, like how a track swells or doesn't... Like that's what a producer does. They're like the end, oh, wow. you know, like they build the fucking track. They're... The producer is like some of the most important, like the mo in my opinion, you know, like one of the yeah. more important people um, that's there, you know. So they're almost like a composer so, of sorts. Yeah, absolutely. That's why like right. Tiny, for example, like is yeah. a producer that I've talked about a lot that, you know, like I admire that he was like, sometimes I think about like how when he was 15, he was like producing reggaeton classics and right. I was like, you know, doing dumb shit somewhere. <laughs> Learning how to belly <laughs> <No>. dance. <laughs> yeah. Like, Shakira. like watching Shakira videos and like <laughs> learning how to belly dance. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Cause I don't think producers get 
a lot of attention, right? It's like the name. So then the, so I mean, I think it depends on who you're talking about. If you're talking about people that are paying attention to music, like everybody knows who producers are. And if you're talking about genres, right? Like hip hop, for example, like producers are huge or like, you know, like, or, you know, Urbano, like people are really paying attention to producers because it's not like there's like a guitarist. It's not like with guitar music where like there's like the musicians that are doing all the layers, but like producers are literally building the song. So I think that depending on the genre and depending on how into, you know, music and musicality you are, like people really do pay attention to producers. And so um, then the produ- that's the producer's role. What is the role of someone like Bad Bunny or Balvin? It's about the, the lyrics, the vocals? Yeah, the vocals, the music writing. I mean, sometimes they co-produce, right? Right. Like, so, like, I feel like often, though, what happens is that, like, you know, Bad Bunny will come into the studio and their producer will, like, open up, like, a, a, a folder of tracks and will play them this track. Do you like this track? Do you like that track? Do you like that track? And then they'll, like, sing over it or rap over it or be like, why don't mm. you add this thing to that, you know? But, like, like basically the producer is the p- person who, like, builds out the beat. Right. Okay. There'd be no song Got without it. the producer. Yeah. That's really helpful. I feel like the term does not imply, like, a creative role in the way that you're saying you know because oh, it's interesting a, yeah to me I mean like a producer in film you know it's like it's I guess it is creative but in some ways more like directorial or something like that um but but that's, that's creative that's really though all of that are yeah, like artistic true. decisions that's true. I guess it's not it's the I didn't realize that they were like so involved in the musicality of it like they're actually composing yeah the, yeah the beats I think that's that's okay that's really helpful and it's cool that she was basically like I'm working with who I want to be working with right yeah that's a yeah, great place she to be. just like <laughs> works with whoever the fuck she wants. And it's interesting, right? Yeah. Because I feel like for me, like if I was an artist, I'd be like thinking about like who's making like the sickest fucking beats right now. Like who's doing right. like the most interesting stuff. It's right. like not like what everything else sounds like, but still like fire sounding, you know? Yeah. And like, but yeah. I think that, you know, everybody has a different creative process and she really needs to like feel like really at home with somebody, right? Like, right. And right. Cause right. making art's vulnerable, right? So like yeah, probably like shacking up with a stranger, like as much as you admire them, right. like maybe isn't your deal. Yeah, that's what I was thinking, that, like, the energy and their style and, like, are they, maybe they're a really big deal, but they're a total asshole, you know? Like, that that matters a lot in terms of who you want to work with, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, like, how much risk you might want to take. La última vez que hablamos, no sé si está, si ha cambiado un poco, pero hablamos un poco sobre, no sé, lo que es tomar riesgo, ¿no? El riesgo de, de ser una, una artista también underground, pero tratando también de ganarse su vida y... Y bueno, las maneras que uno a veces tiene que o, o arriesgarse o no arriesgarse y así escoger cómo, en cuánto se arriesga uno, o sea con el sonido, o sea con la letra, o sea con whatever, ¿no? Y, y no sé si ese balance lo sientes cambiado, o sientes que, que, no sé, tienes un poco más de establecimiento para tomar más riesgos que quieras tomar, o... En verdad siempre estoy haciendo lo que quiero, sí. sea riesgoso o no, mm, lo que me da la gana. Y creo que un poco en mi carrera se ha tratado de eso, uh-huh. de que no me importó <ríe> ni cómo hacerlo, solo uh-huh. hacerlo. Uh, y he seguido lo mismo, sí. he seguido lo fiel a lo mismo, como si algo me gusta, lo hago, si algo no me gusta, no lo hago. Si, uh-huh. si le tengo cariño a alguien, me pego, si no, no. Ya. Una cosa así. Sí, no, porque yo creo que, no sé, a veces 
Eso es, lo que, eso es lo que a mí me llama la atención del, del, de la música tuya, ¿no? Que es como full out there, ¿no? O sea, o sea, o sea los beats, o sea, la sexualidad, o sea, el, el comerme al perreo intenso, no sé, que es como, parece que no, no hay compromiso, pues. Claro, sí, de hecho, es que siento que mucha música trata de, uh, de tener otro sentido, aparte de la música, y lo tratan de justificar... Con, con ideas o con palabras o con uh -huh. ropa uh -huh. en vez de solamente ser un artista yeah. Como para sí. mí yo no, yo no soy una persona que haya que admirar o seguir o copiar lo que pienso yo soy un artista y estoy siendo artísticamente como para afuera en todas uh -huh. mis cosas desde la ropa a la uh -huh. música uh -huh. no con el pensamiento de que necesito algo por ser así sino que me entretiene vomitar todo esto, sí. ¿eh? Está bien. como que soy fiel a, a, lo, que, a lo que me divierte, en claro. el momento en que algo me deje divertir me voy a, me voy a ir para otro Andas lado, en otra cosa. claro, yeah. I love that she was just like, I do what I want, yeah, <laughs> lo que me dé la gana, you know, like, she's just like, I know, she's just what like, a boss, I do me, punto, you know, like, fuck risk, like, I don't do it because it's risky, I don't do it, whatever, I just do, I do what I want, I like that's that's a mood right there. That's a mood. Um, it is for sure. We're gonna take a listen to one of uh, her songs, also from her latest album that um, she and Beto then talked about in the interview. It's called Bailoteo, and it's by Tomás Real, DJ Blas, El Licenciado, and Mista Green. <laughs> Que me llamó la atención la primera, la de Bailoteo, eh, 
Quería preguntarte un poco sobre la producción, me, me, pareció, me pareció, o sea, tan interesante, especialmente como para el final que se escucha como, no sé, como un theremin o como algo que parece una película de horror de los años 50. Eh, sí. No sé, cuéntame sobre esa producción, me pareció Ay. chéverísima y súper interesante. Bueno, canta DJ Blas, Ajá. es su voz. Ay. Esa canción pasó porque yo fui a Puerto Rico a grabar con DJ Blas y me mostró unos beats. Uh, de hecho, había hecho un beat con uh, Sir Speedy. Ah, ok. Estaba Sir Speedy en el estudio wow. y llego y me muestran un beat todo romántico. <risa> Cantaba Sir Speedy, obviamente increíble, pero romántico. Y sí. digo, ¿saben qué? Yo no quiero esto. Yo sí, quiero un sí. perreo duro. Vine a Puerto Rico a hacer música sí, con DJ sí. Blast. Onda, sorry Speedy. Me encanta sí. la canción, pero hoy necesito grabar sí. duro. Otra cosa. Y me hice, ok te voy a abrir otro, otras carpetas ajá, de cosas ajá. que está haciendo. Y me mostró esta, esta canción donde cantaba ese pedacito, uh -huh. el beat. Y digo, eso es lo que quiero. Y me decía, uh, lo estoy guardando para un momento especial, para algo especial. Y digo, esto es especial, démosle. Y me dice, dale, ok. Y ahí grabamos la canción. Eh, y lo mismo, es algo, una letra que se me ocurrió en el momento, no sí. tiene ningún doble lectura ni nada. Uh, pero sí, DJ Blast trabajó mucho en la canción, en el beat, en, en él, lo, su versión de lo que él se imagina de lo que es neoperreo, uh -huh, que, que para él era como uh -huh. vampiros, sí, como, sí, sí, algo así. como góticos. Sí, ya te entendí. Entonces él le dio esa, esa ambientación, de hecho ese beat es muy especial, de, dentro de todo el disco uh -huh, es muy sí. peliculero, ¿viste? Sí, sí, es distinto. Sí, es súper es, es distinto a las otras producciones, por eso lo puse al principio. Sí, no, me fascinó. Y también es como un riesgo, pero chéverísimo abrir el álbum con eso, ¿no? Como que, wow, esto sí. va a ser distinto, va a ser diferente. Uh -huh. Me encantó. I really like that song. I think that it's, you know, it's just really interesting. And like, I love that she like, he's like, no, I gotta go to Puerto Rico and do un perreo duro, you know? Uh, <laughs> it's so good. And, you know, like speaking of Puerto Rico, uh, I, when this interview happened, we were talking, it was like right in the midst of the political uprising that was happening in Puerto Rico. And I had to take the opportunity to ask her about, um, the role of politics and, you know, sexuality and all of that in her music. Eh, la otra cosa que quería preguntarte también es, um, sobre, en, en todas las canciones, eh, se veo que, que siempre, siempre, desde un principio y este, y este álbum sigues hablando, o sea, sin pelos en la lengua sobre, o sea, la sexualidad, sobre, sobre el placer de la mujer y sin, sin pena, sin nada de sí. eso. Y, y no sé, yo quería preguntarte un poco sobre eso, o sea, que te, es que te nace, te nace o, o quieres, eh, no sé, eh, decir que algo, algo con eso que coño, que no debería dar pena, que es normal, que... O, no sé. En verdad lo que yo hago cuando hago música, yo no me fijo que si yo nací con tetas o pene o uh -huh. lo que sea, uh -huh. que hayas nacido tú o, la, o yo o cualquier persona del mundo, eh, nunca pienso en eso antes de hacer o de vestirme o de uh -huh. hacer música, no, sí. nunca lo considero. Para mí yo hago eh, género, el género urbano sí. del trap al reggaetón, y estoy diciendo lo mismo que diría cualquier, cualquier otro persona. artista dentro de ese, de ese género. Entiendo que es diferente porque como soy mujer y están acostumbrados a que todos son hombres, eh, es como, oh, porque está diciendo eso? Pero en general nunca se le cuestiona a nadie uh -huh. por qué dijo uh -huh. eso, sino que es como, ah, ok, urbano. 
eh, un poco también este género nos permitió a todos los uh -huh. artistas eh, poder expresarnos como se nos da la gana, sin ningún tipo de censura, porque si sí, en algún momento la música se trataba como de amor o ideas del amor que eran más cristianas o más, no sé, como... Como que sí, a alguien se le ocurrió, claro, sí. a alguien se le ocurrió que de eso se trataba la vida, de eh, hombre, mujer y niños y uh -huh. amor, y hicieron todas las canciones de eso. Sí. Y fue como, ok, en el momento en que nosotros tuvimos herramientas para hacer música en la casa, la gente empezó a hacer su música y hablar como ellos hablan. Sí. Por y ejemplo, como es la vida, ¿no? Y cómo es la vida, y cómo hablamos del sexo o del amor, o cuando me enojo, ¿cómo hablo cuando uh -huh. me enojo? No, como que, o cuando estoy triste, no sé. Eh, como que todos esos diálogos se abrieron en el urbano y, y se abrieron para todos, uh -huh. como para artistas que, como yo, ¿cachai? Que, que digo, ok, voy a agarrar este género y lo voy a hacer a mi manera, claro. eh, pero con la misma desfachatez que cualquiera podría tener. Claro, claro, no claro. es necesariamente que yo diga, uh, faltaba una mujer que dijera uh -huh. esto, sino que es como, no, me gusta el reggaetón, a ver, ¿qué canta Daddy Yankee? ¿Qué canta este otro? Pff, yo canto lo mismo. Como... No, no cuestionando que, que él lo va a ni quién lo va a escuchar. Sí. Así. Sí. De hecho, por lo, si pensara así, oh, esto lo va a escuchar mi mamá, capaz Ajá. que diría menos cosas. <risa> sí. Claro, claro, bueno, está, está chéverísimo. Eh, la última cosa que te quería preguntar que, que se me ocurrió esta mañana, porque estaba, no sé si has estado, si, si le prestas atención a la política, pero estaba... Pues, eh, estaba eh, viendo lo que está pasando en Puerto Rico, ¿no? Sí, sí, sí. Lo que está pasando en Puerto Rico y, y cómo o sea, se han involucrado los artistas. Y ayer en particular, antes de que resignara el gobernador, había hicieron un, o sea, un perreo. Sí, en, afuera. En la fortaleza, ajá, afuera sí, de la fortaleza. Sí, la y, o sea, me pareció la, la vaina más bonita que he visto yo en mi vida porque, concha, es que el poder del pueblo y, y le mete, sí. bueno, el perreo tiene un poder político y tiene el poder para hacer como revolución también, ¿no? Y, no sé, me quería preguntarte si, si le estabas prestando atención a eso, si lo viste, si, que, que, ¿cómo te pareció? Um, uf, ya, sí, sí lo estaba viendo. Ajá. Y obviamente que, que bueno que haya renunciado a esa persona tan rara, sí. eh, porque es rarísimo que hayan... Yo leí la noticia que filtraron unas uh, conversaciones uh -huh, que uh -huh. dicen cualquier cosa y estafas y cosas horribles. Uh, aparte de todo, es como hablar de, despectivamente de las personas. Sí, claro. Que eso, lo, bueno, por una parte eso siento que en la intimidad todos somos así. Todos uh -huh. hacemos, hablamos mal de otros en algún momento. Uh -huh. Me imagino que estará mal, eh, claro, que alguien con tanto poder lo haga así y que, y que bueno, y que ande estafando gente y todo eso. Claro, Como que claro. eso, eso, yo creo que ese es el, lo de fondo. Claro que sí. Eh, por, otra la, por otra parte, eh, que los artistas movilicen a la gente uh -huh. está bueno. Eh, pero también eh, siento que si tú estás realmente interesado en la política serías político uh -huh. y estarías haciendo leyes uh -huh. y estarías en los congresos uh -huh. no en un escenario uh -huh. yo personalmente que siempre me han tratado de catalogar como que mi carrera fuera algo político sí, sí. Eh, yo personalmente nunca he ido por ejemplo a un debate uh -huh. o tengo ideas 
sobre la política que quizás no son tan buenas para el pueblo. No sé, yo pienso que la gente no debería tener hijos. Uh -huh. Porque uh -huh. yo personalmente tengo mis propias ideas. Uh -huh. eh, no creo que como política yo sea buena, porque como le voy a decir a la gente que no tenga hijos. <risa> ¿Me entiendes? Siento que un poco eh, que los artistas tomen ese lugar. Eh, claro que sí ayuda a que todo funcione más rápido. Eh, pero también... Siento que es un compromiso y que no se puede tomar a la ligera. Sí, claro. Y que el que si agarró una bandera y se paró ahí a reclamar porque alguien escribió algo mal en WhatsApp uh -huh. o estafó a alguien, también debería interesarse cuando mataron a alguien o cuando abusaron de alguien o esas cosas. Claro. Es como, por ejemplo, para mí... Eh, yo no podría salir en una marcha animalista, por ejemplo, siendo que yo como carne. Uh -huh. O decir que, no sé, hay, uh -huh. siento que hay cosas que, que son para cierto rubro y otras para otro. Claro, ya. No sé. Sí, sí. Y, y sobre lo, lo del poder, del, como el perreo, como... ¿Qué te parece que, que la gente, bueno, salió, que, que está en términos, o sea, en protesta, en términos de vamos a sacar al gobernador y vamos, bueno, vamos a salir a perrear? Ah, me, me parece que Puerto Rico, si no hacían una protesta perreo, no sé qué iban a hacer, ¿no? O sea, no, no me esperaba menos de Puerto Rico, aguante Puerto Rico, qué onda, me encanta, ojalá que todos los países les copien sí. y, hagan, y saquen a todos esos hijos de puta que están en el poder y, y empiecen a agarrar, bueno, si van a meter a los artistas, bueno, metan a los artistas. Eh, si van a, a querer aperrear a los congresos, bueno, háganlo, cópienlo. Copi si les resultó este sistema, para sacar a alguien del poder, deberíamos todos copiarlo. Sí, está, o sea, yo me quedé o sea, con lágrimas viendo a la gente perreando sí. por la justicia. Y yo, sí. <risa> Lo, me pareció precioso. Ajá. Uh -huh. so really interesting. There's a lot there to unpack in your conversation yeah. with her about, about like gender and then also about Puerto Rico. But what did you think about what she had to say about gender and sexuality? You know, I think it's really interesting, you know, I think, you know, she really views herself, maybe not like as apolitical, I don't think that that's exactly right, but like, politics isn't like what's driving her, right? And right. she's just like, is out here trying to do work unconstricted by like, el peso de la sociedad, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I think that if you are a person who is like a, like a conscious political actor at all times, like, you know, like I am constantly thinking about the political implications of every single one of our actions because that's just who I am. Like, it's hard not to think of that as political, right? Like actually like right. doing your own shit, like not paying attention by like society's bullshit restrictions is a political act, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah. that's not what she's going for, you know? And I think that's fair. Right. And like, you know, like, rather than being explicitly political for her, it's more just like, I'm going to choose to be who I am, right? And like, that's, you know, you can interpret that however you wish. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I, we kind of got into this last week a little bit and talking about Puerto Rico, which we'll continue, you know, we'll keep talking about here. But like, I feel like everything is political. Um, yeah, and I mean, like, so do I. <laughs> you can't really, I don't actually think you can really opt out. And, like, what she said about gender was interesting because she's, like, it was a little bit of, like, the I don't see gender kind of thing. Like, it's not about body parts. Right, even, which right. She, um, and I'm, like, well, yeah, okay. But, like, you are shaped by society and society 
your societal experience is shaped by your gender, you know? And so it's like, I don't actually think you have a choice in the matter and maybe you don't feel like you're doing it intentionally. She's, and she doesn't want to be like, I'm a woman doing reggaeton or something like that. Right? Like she doesn't want to be feminized and that right. makes sense because of like sexism, but it's like, you don't really get to, to yeah, opt you out, to you know? Do that. Yeah. No. And it's going to shape the way people yeah, for sure. you and relate to you. And so I don't know. I thought it was interesting, but, um, but yeah, it's a little, I no, think I think you're right. I think you're totally right. And then, yeah. And then the way she thought about the like stuff that happened in Puerto Rico, I thought was really interesting because she was very much like politics is like lawmaking. If you want to do politics, be a politician. And I'm like, no, like I think politics is way more um, complicated than lawmaking and like in, and, and goes way farther than, um, you know, laws and and political figures, you know? I think you're right. And also I think that like her position on being political struck me less as that and more as like, actually like a somewhat responsible position, you know, right. it felt like she was basically like, don't go out talking out your neck about shit because that's a huge fucking responsibility. So right. like, if you're actually going to be like an artist that's out there and that's talking about shit and like, you better fucking know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right. Like yeah. right. it seemed like she was just like, you know, artists can really make shit happen and make shit pop off faster. And that can be amazing, but it's a big responsibility. And in yeah. that sense, I'm like word, you know, like, you like it's better to like be like you know what maybe I don't know so I'm not gonna say shit instead of being like oh I'm just gonna like say whatever the fuck shit I want and not like be aware of what a big responsibility it is to have a big platform and to be saying shit yeah no I agree and I feel like she kind of said both things in in the answer she started out saying sort of like if I want to be a politician I'd be a politician but then also said it is a responsibility and and yeah, I don't think artists should take it lightly and I think they should um, they should know what they're talking about. Yeah, and they shouldn't wade into things that they don't um, really feel like they have a good a clear opinion on and like an educated one. But but I think I think making music is political. Like I think that oh, there's I just agree. no way yeah, there's no way to really opt out of that and you're gonna have an influence whether you're talking about who the governor is or you're talking about how people relate to each other and relationships and love. Like all of that feels very political to me and so I don't know. I think that that goes into like, let's take it really seriously because we have a responsibility yeah. to, to like our audience and, um, yeah, you but know, I'm right th- there with you. Yeah. 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 But then I thought it was funny because when you talked about Perreo and like the role of Perreo in the, in the revolution in Puerto Rico, she was like all for it, you know? So right, I don't know. Right. It's like, there's some, one thing is like the artists and their platform. Another thing is just like the actual like music and the movement and like, the you know like I thought that was interesting that that she responded in a much more sort of like yes fuck yeah you know like take them all down kind of way you know so maybe it's nuanced for her too yeah for sure so as I ended my conversation with Tomasa um, getting ready to watch her later play her show I asked her a little bit about who she's into these days and what she's listening to Mira, la última pregunta que es, eh, ¿qué estás escuchando ahorita? O sea, ¿cuál es un artista? O sea, ya me, me contaste ah, el artista, hoy eso, pero ¿qué estás escuchando? Estoy escuchando un montón Kevo. Ok. Kevo, eh, Marvel Boy, enamorada de ellos dos. Sí. Los amo, por favor, casense conmigo, mándenme su mail, <risa> su WhatsApp. Ah. Los amo mucho, me, me están llenando mi vida. Y Kevo no tiene tantas canciones, así que porfa, saca más canciones. <risa> ¿Qué canción en particular te gusta? Uh, me gusta Ijeputismo, que es con Ñengo. Ok. Bueno, es que yo soy muy fan de Ñengo también. Sí, sí, es chévere. Perfecto. Sí. Ok. <risa> wow. Real G for life. Oh, 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 oh,
Dime. Par de trago en el sistema. Valiente yeah. puestos cabrones y perreo pa' la nena. Dicen que voy pa' allá y las discos se les llena. Esto es hasta que el sol brille como mi cadena. En la cosa vamos allá. Que tú quieres una guayá. Es bella pero calla. Ella es una descara. En la cosa vamos allá. the show the show was really fun it was at this venue called elsewhere which if you live in brooklyn you've probably know of it or have been there it was on the rooftop and it was just the perfect evening for a rooftop show my girl ellie went with me and um you know i had like a plus one so i was like girl you want to be my plus one and <laughs> she's always down so but yeah, it was just like one like this like beautiful summer evening and you know there was like the skyline and like the summer breeze and you know Tomasa was there and you know it was very sweet we chatted for a little bit and the show mm. was kind of short but it was mm. really fun and she also like you know she, when she asked the audience what song to play somebody yelled out Tu Senora which is that song that I brought one of the f the first song that I ever liked of hers which is like still oh, wow. one of my favorite songs of hers and the one that I brought to like episode four of Radio Manea um and it was really fun to just like mm. sing along to this like old old song that i'm really into by her in the beautiful late summer evening and mm. then i like ate tacos and <laughs> had a great night honestly living your best life yes absolutely life. beautiful it's beautiful i'm so glad um, well, thanks so much to Tomasa for doing this interview with us. And thank you, Vero, for taking the lead. Um, and thanks, everybody, for listening. We're going to let you, we're going to go out with um, another song that is something that Tomasa, um, an artist that Tomasa recommended called Marvel Boy. And the song is Loco por Vernos. As always, all the information of everything that's included on today's show is going to be in our show notes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram on Facebook, on Twitter, and thank you so, so much for listening, babies. Hasta la próxima. Dando vuelta, solo en los weekends podemos complacernos, tú y yo solo en la oscuridad. Nos pasamos la semana siempre loco por vernos, mi mente en una rueda dando vuelta, solo en los weekends podemos complacernos, nos perdemos en la intimidad. Tú por allá, yo por acá, tú en la tuya, yo en la mía, pero no estamos interconectados, nos imaginan que un Siempre sigo siendo yo, siempre nos vamos, aunque tu pelo tiene 